0: Welcome to the five albums you'll hear in heaven with me, Graham Smith, editor-in-chief of York Calling. The premise of this podcast is simple. I chat to creative types from York and beyond about five albums that have been important to them throughout their lives and they share with me what makes them important. This week's guest is Leeds bass saxonophist and frontwoman of jazz outfit Emma Johnson's gravy boat, Emma Johnson. I've featured a couple of tracks from Emma on Your Calling Now and I find her music to be a breath of fresh air in a genre that can often be perceived as stuffy. So I was keen to learn about what music had influenced her style. As it turns out, she's influenced by less jazz than one might have thought. But there's still room for a jazz classic in her five album picks. Keep listening to find out which one, plus her other album picks. In our chat, Emma also reveals details of her debut album, Worry Not, and a tour announcement. So I'm joined now by Emma Johnson of Emma Johnson's Gravy Boat. Welcome to the five albums you'll hear in heaven, Emma.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I'm I'm really excited, if a little nervous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No need to be nervous. Um, Before we start talking about your album picks, I understand that you've just released a new album. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Um, Yeah, so we've just released our debut album, uh, which is called Worry Not. And it's a kind of a cinematic contemporary jazz album, which is loosely based around the themes of kind of worry and stress and dealing with those. I wrote it before the pandemic and we were meant to record it in April 2020. And then we kind of had to wait a whole year to record it. And then we've just released it. So it's been really nice to finally get to share The music and the response has been really lovely and yeah it's just it's really exciting for it to be out there
0: and i guess it's taken on a whole new level of of meaning now um given all the things that we've had to worry about over the last couple of years
1: yeah i think it's been really interesting like obviously when i wrote it the the worries well the worries at the time for me were um a house flood and um, some other bits and bobs of like kind of niggly just like doubt voices and stuff like that but loads of people obviously have messaged saying oh worry not you know what a poignant title and based on the year that we've all had and it's just been really interesting different people are hearing different things in it um which is quite an exciting thing i think about writing and, and sharing music
0: great and will you be taking the album out on tour
1: Yeah, sure thing. So we did three socially distanced album release dates. Uh, So we played at Brudenell in Leeds um, and we went over to Newcastle and played at um, a venue called Bobbicks. And we also um, went to Otley for the first time and played at Otley Courthouse. But then later in the year, we're kind of going further afield. So we're doing our first UK tour um, in late autumn and the dates should be released really soon. So... If you kind of want to check out the album or you're interested in knowing where we're heading to, then kind of my website's a good place for that.
0: Great stuff. So, yeah, let's move on to the main event now. So the five albums you'll hear in heaven. So the first category is your tens. So this is an album that reminds you of your childhood. What have you chosen for this?
1: Sure thing. So I think the common theme with all of these is that it was a very difficult decision to narrow it down. And I think, like, throughout my whole kind of musical upbringing there's been sort of two worlds so there's been like a kind of pop singer songwriter side of music that I really enjoy and that I listen to and then maybe not in my childhood but kind of beyond that and there's been like the jazz kind of side of like learning and practice and all that sort of thing so it's been kind of interesting and difficult to like navigate which side to pick for, for some of these but the childhood one really I've chosen a track or an album um, by The Beautiful South. The majority of my childhood musical memories are just in the car or in the kitchen um, with my mum and dad um, and the music that they sort of had on all the time. So it was all Beautiful South, Bare Naked Ladies, George Michael and um, an artist that I'm going to come back to later on, uh, Nora Jones. Um, Her first album came out when I was 10 and she's been kind of like constant in my musical uh, Kind of evolution but yeah i i ended up um choosing beautiful south and uh, actually a compilation album the album that was on the most uh really was carry on up the charts the songwriting is all just so melodic really clever lyrically you know fairly simple instrumentation but just just brilliant songwriting really um and the tune that i've chosen uh, is let love speak up itself
0: great great track great album um and a, a local ish band as well Hailing from Hull, not yeah, many fair. bands from, from Hull that made it as big as the, the Beautiful South. So let's move on to your teens now. And this is an album that defines your teens. What have you chosen for this?
1: So I've gone gone jazzy for this um, and I've chosen probably the, the most classic uh, Dexter Gordon album from 1962, which is Go. Again, this was a real tricky one for me because obviously, I, well, I guess your teens span like a lot of things. So from the sort of, the first bands that I went to see live, listening to a load of indie and, and rock music at, at kind of high school. I remember like printing off all the tabs to American Idiot, the, the album by Green Day and just like learning to play along with it on the guitar. So there was all this kind of side of things that came earlier in my teens. But then I started playing the saxophone kind of mid teens. Um, I joined a big band and then I went to sixth form college and and that's where I was introduced to this album. I played some transcriptions for it for my for my A-level kind of music exams. And just got into improvising and, and learning about jazz music and listening to jazz music and made a lot of really great friends there who I kind of still hang out with and chat about this this music and and play with. And it was kind of difficult to choose between those those two like really separate worlds. But yeah, for my introduction to Kind of hard bop and amazing tenor players have chosen go and uh the track from it um that I've picked is uh the only Dexter Gordon original on on there um, which is cheesecake
0: great stuff I don't think there are many teens out there that would choose a, a classic jazz album um, to define their teenage years like clearly shows your your devotion to the art
1: I was so that I think this was the most difficult one like there was just so there' were so many albums and I actually had a really great time kind of just listening back through loads of different things that I discovered like there were so many kind of long bus journeys to to go to like to and from college every day and just albums that I just listened to over and over again like I guess I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now and, and I wouldn't have ended up going to you know like kind of going on to study music at university and going on to be a be a sax player without that record
0: great stuff now moving on to your 20s so very similar deal but you're a little bit older um, an album that defines your 20s
1: yeah so this is tricky because I'm I'm technically still in my 20s now so I kind of had to like do a bit of a juggle between like the current and 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 like make sure that everything was was sort of covered so this was another one when I left university and 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 I almost had like a a bit of a step step away from being totally engulfed in like the jazz course and practice and all, all that stuff. I had a bit of like a moment of rediscovering um, songwriting and writing music for myself and and collaboration and just a few things that I think I'd, I'd kind of forgotten how much I loved uh, during my time at, at, at college. Uh, again, there were a couple of albums to be fair. The one that I've chosen is like, I think it's probably everyone, well, mo- a lot of people's favourite album of all time. So it's, it's not, um, it's probably not the most original choice, uh, but I've chosen uh, "Blue" by Joni Mitchell. A few reasons, really, for me. Like Joni Mitchell is kind of like a melding of of the two worlds. You know, there's there's the kind of albums that she's done that are like super produced, all the Vince Mendoza arrangements, and just some ridiculous players on on them all. Um, that kind of comes into the 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 jazz world, but then there's there's also that like just kind of super folky like amazing songwriting and the kind of the meld of those two things is is something that really speaks to me and also I think like I can vividly remember when I was in my teenage years listening to some some Joni Mitchell and and totally not getting it and being like no I don't like that it's not for me and in my 20s just I don't know it was like a, a sudden oh, right, it kind of made a bit more sense in a way. I think that that album could have easily fit into my current or my wild card or any old place because it's one that I just always go back to.
0: Which track do you think best defines that album?
1: The track that, that I've chosen uh, is A Case of You. I think just lyrically, kind of sentimentally and um, just and everything about it, like musically, the delivery of it and everything. I think it's it's a perfect song.
0: Cool. So now moving on to your wild card. So this is whatever album you want to share with us. What have you chosen for this?
1: Uh, so again, like this could have fit into my current one. Or it could have fit. I'm, I'm all juggly. I, I guess like I thought uh, that the brief for this was like something that you wouldn't expect me to pick. Um, so that's what I've gone for. I've gone for like a super pop, super modern um, album that I've just had on loads recently. I think it's just like, a really good example of of kind of pop songwriting Um, all the production on it is amazing and it's uh, Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa.
0: Oh wow the, I mean I think that was um, shortlisted for The Mercury last year wasn't it? If I'm not mistaken Yeah, yeah. 2020
1: wasn't it Yeah,
0: yeah so uh, yeah really good pick there.
1: It's just a massive bop I just think like in terms of it being a whole album that's super uplifting and g- kind of great from start to finish I think When I was sort of like thinking about a lot of the music that I've been listening to recently, a lot of the times that I have music on or I'm listening to music, it's kind of like in the car when I'm driving to gigs now that they're slowly coming back. Um, So I tend to listen to quite a lot of like individual songs and not that many full albums. And so recently kind of this album and then the new album by Lake Street Dive have been just like two albums that I've been... Enjoying.
0: Great. And is there a particular track off of uh, that Dua Lipa album that you'd recommend people listen to?
1: I've chosen Pretty Please just because it's got this really cool thing where it like slows down, but but it doesn't.
0: Okay. Now we'll, let's move on to the final category, which is current. So this is the album you love the most right now. What have you chosen for this?
1: So I promised that I was going to loop round full circle and and come all the way back to uh, Nora Jones, who could have been my childhood pick. She was one of the first albums that I remember listening to in the car with my mum on repeat in like 2002 or whenever whenever it was. The album that I kind of just listened to it all the time um, is from 2019 actually, so it's not super new. Uh, and it's called Begin Again. The reason that I picked this and the reason that I listened to it so much it's a it's kind of like a collection of singles that she wrote trying to be kind of a bit more in the moment and and focused on collaboration with different artists so there's all sorts of amazing tracks on there Um, there's like a track that she wrote with brown blade and there's just it's just a real amazing collection of songs that's so interesting to listen to and a lot of the kind of work that i've been doing over the past couple of years uh, has been like more focused on songwriting and collaboration with different people. And um, yeah, I just find that album really inspiring. It's just, there's so much in there and there's so much on it and it's all beautiful, but I think of all the albums that I would recommend people to check out, it would be this because people just think that Nora Jones is still that person who her mum's had on the radio in mm-hmm. 2002, but actually just like all of her albums are incredible.
0: And is there a particular track from that album that you'd recommend?
1: The track that I have picked, I guess, is It Was You, which is the only track that actually wasn't a collaboration that she wrote on her own um, from it. But just to be honest, the whole thing is just great. It's really, really good.
0: Emma, thanks very much for coming on The Five Albums You'll Hear in Heaven. It's been really interesting learning about your autobiographical album picks.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I've had a great time.
0: You have been listening to The Five Albums You'll Hear in Heaven, hosted and produced by Graham Smith, Editor-in-Chief of York Calling. Special thanks to Emma Johnson for being this week's guest. Be sure to click the link in the episode description to listen to a playlist of the music mentioned in this episode. The Five Albums You'll Hear in Heaven will be back next week with local author, singer-songwriter and singing therapist Natasha Dauphin. Don't forget to click follow so that you'll never miss a future episode.